1: Sometimes
2: the enemy lies to you and says this. Well, single parent, you'll never be able to pass your faith on and be a godly role model to your child. You're just a single parent. That won't work. Or you're in a home and your spouse is totally against God or just neutral, not interested. You'll never do well raising your kids and passing your faith along. That's a lie. For those of you that are single parents, for those of you that have a a spouse is not a believer, Right by that verse, just write, hope for me.
0: Lots of studies have shown the value to children of having both parents in the home, raising the children. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen these days. The Apostle Paul seems to infer that his protege, Timothy, may not have had an involved father either. Nevertheless, as Pastor Mark is teaching, it's possible for a single parent to provide a Christian upbringing. Though it might be difficult, and the evidence of the lessons given may not be apparent for many years, we as Christ followers are to trust God for the outcome, and continue to pray, pray, pray for our children. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Role Models.
2: How many of you remember, as a child, the first time you got on a little bicycle? How many remember? You're kidding me. Yeah. Man, I can't remember, but it didn't look like this baby, I'll tell you that. Well, remember when you got on there, you were panicked. You were panicked about how to steer, and how to balance, and whatever. Now, in my day... You know, what would happen if you fell off in my day? We didn't have any helmets. We just fell off and banged our heads. That's pretty much, that's kind of why I'm like I am right now, I guess. I don't know. But as you look at that, I want to ask you a question this morning. If that's your child, your son or your daughter on that bike, and this is the first time they're on it and you're the parent, what's the best way to teach him how to ride that bike? Would you say, okay, son, daughter, get on the bike. Okay, now. Now grab the handle with the left hand. Let me see here. It says to go over here. Okay. Next thing you want to do is balance yourself on the seat. Go ahead. and Just balance yourself on the seat. That's exactly right. Now the third thing you want to do is start... You put your foot on that one. You split the foot on that. And then they just work on balancing. And let's see how you do. Do you think that's a good way to... Train your child? No. Could this picture represent the better way? Could this picture represent the better way? How many think that's better? I see your hand. That's right. In other words, the parent should say, here's how we're going to do it. And you get on there and we're going to go and we're going to do this together. See, it involves a parent being with the child and showing them from your experience how to ride. The bike. Well, today we're going to use that illustration in a teaching that Paul gives us. You notice this bike is riding a bike, but I'm going to use it as an illustration of being a full-on Christ follower. But I want to give you one little clue before anything else. You see these little training wheels? Parent, you are... The training wheel for your children's life. You are the training wheels for your child's life. If you will, turn with me for already there in Philippians three, go down and scoot on right down to verse seventeen. Paul has been writing some truths about role models duplicating our life. He says in verse 17, join with others in following my example. In other words, imitate my lifestyle, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. You see, Paul knew that in life, we needed people who were godly role models. People that could show us how to live the Christian life. Now, of course, the ultimate role model is Jesus Christ himself, but Paul knew that Christians needed human role models that could help them become fully devoted followers of Christ. Paul himself sets him up as a role model, and he was a great role model for many other people. One of those people was a young man named Timothy, who actually wrote, Paul wrote to him in a couple books. Now, Timothy was he brought Paul into his life, and Timothy would model the life of Paul in a real setting. But Paul reminded us in the scripture that he was not the first role model in Timothy's life. And I want you to turn to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1. You're already in Philippians, so just go down Colossians, first 2 Thessalonians. Boom, Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 5. And Paul tells us who were the first role models in Timothy's life before he became a young man and Paul took over. Look at verse 5. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first, circle this word in your Bible, lived. Which first lived in your grandmother Lois... And in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. What do we learn from that verse? Timothy's first spiritual role models were his grandmother and his mother in the home. We don't know whether the grandmother and mother lived together. Or the grandmother passed her faith on to the mother, and the mother then passed her faith on to Timothy. But as you look at that verse, there's one individual missing. Can you tell me who it is? There's no father there. So we don't really know whether the father was there, but wasn't a believer, so not involved at all in passing faith down, obviously. Or the father was simply maybe deceased. But that should give you hope today. If you're here as a single parent, or if you're here and your spouse isn't a believer, sometimes the enemy lies to you and says this. Well, single parent, you'll never be able to pass your faith on and be a godly role model to your child. You're just a single parent. That won't work. Or you're in a home and your spouse is totally against God or just neutral, not interested. You'll never do well raising your kids and passing your faith along. That's a lie. For those of you that are single parents, for those of you that have a a spouse that's not a believer, write by that verse, just write, hope for me. Hope for me. Because Timothy became a godly young man in a home with no parent. As far as a husband role or a father role. That's huge. So don't allow the enemy to discourage you and say you can't do it. So where did this role model come? Well, the role model comes from the very first thing I want you to write today. And it's simply this. God designed parents to be the first and most important role models. Right from the beginning, before there was a church, before there was any kind of a school, the home was the place, we would call it the circle of life, where a husband and a wife would take that relationship they have with God. Remember, I asked you to circle that word, living faith, and they would transfer it to their children. Their children eventually get married, and they would have children and pass it on to them. That's the circle of life. So that down through the years, through the generations, Jesus Christ, an act of faith in him, would be transferred from one generation to another. And again, it was to be in the home. Now, a few years ago, someone wrote a book called All I Read Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. How many remember that book? Some good principles. I'll just read a few of them to you this morning. Here's what they say. Share everything. Play fair. Play fair. Put things back where you found them. Now, n- n- no spouse elbowing while I'm reading these. Just listen to them. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your mess. Careful. No, no, no elbows. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. When you go out in the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. There was one I didn't remember. Listen to it. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice. And even the little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die. So do we. But these are cool statements. Many of them very true. But God didn't design parents to be out of the circle of the circle of life. God didn't design our children to learn about life in kindergarten. God designed... The home to be the place where parents transfer the principles they've learned to their children. How do I know that's true? Look at this verse. Proverbs eight. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. And do not forsake your mother's teaching. That's huge. Because that says both parents are to be involved in passing on the faith to their children. Not one, not a dad, not a mom. Again, if you're one of those single parents, it's okay. You can do it. But if you're a parent and both of you are believers, it must be that goal of both the father and the mother inputting into their lives. Now, a question I want to ask today as we go through this is, if you're... A teenager day, you might say, well, this teaching has nothing to do f- with me. It does too, because you're the next generation. How are you going to pass your faith along? You might be a grandparent and say, well, really, this is for parents. I, let me, I'm just going to leave this building. Do you know today it's more common than we've ever had it before where grandparents are taking care of children more than parents? And if you're a parent, you say... Well, yeah, you're going to really get down on me now? Yes. No, I'm not. Hey, let me ask you a question right from the start because this would be good. How many of you here are perfect parents or grandparents? Would you raise your hand real high? Yeah, Put that hand down real quick. I noticed that. There are no perfect parents. Now, I could get every hand to go up if I said this. How many of you had to do it over again would do a few things different in a parent? Don't raise your You don't need to raise your hand. <laughs> Pity the first child in your home. When the second or third come, you did things way different than that first poor sucker. You remember that first child? Oh, it cut your big oh, This this so bad. Let's get you to the doctor right away. By the time the third child, you broke her arm, just stick it out there. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm not, that's not a joke. That's exactly what happens. If you're the eighth child, I don't know how you're even living, man, I tell you. Well, what do we transmit to our children and our grandchildren? I read something yesterday I couldn't believe. Here's a picture of it. There's a new video that came out last year. In the title of the video is this. Talking to your kids about Star Wars. This particular author who made the video, he said, Well, Star Wars was such a big part of my childhood, I had to share it with my children. Bloggers say it's never too early to introduce your children to Star Wars. So they produced this video and... Guess how many times it's been viewed since last November? One million times. Are we crazy or what? I mean, the priority in my life for my child is to tell them about Star Wars? What is really important? We're nuts. Now, most parents would say, come on, Pastor Mark, that's really a video? Yeah, it is. And they blog about it all the time. Well, we would say here in church, for sure, that's crazy. But you know that parents today spend more time thinking about their possessions that they're going to pass on to their children than they think about the spiritual part of their life that they're going to pass on. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a retirement and life insurance and all the different kind of things. Linda and I have all of our things. Who's going to go to our two kids and then the grandkids? We have that all settled. But that is not the focus. That can't be the focus. Don't let possessions that are going to be passed on to your children be the thing that you focus on in your life. Understand the day that your life changed is the day that you and your wife made love. And nine months later, a child came into the world. That child is not just flesh and blood. That child will live forever, either with God or separated from God. And so the Bible begins to tell us how to raise our children, how to minister to our grandchildren, and what that really looks like. Again, there's nothing wrong with earthly possessions and getting those things balanced, but what principles should we be passing on to our children And our grandchildren. I'm going to answer that question and then how we do it. Turn with me to Psalm 78, Old Testament, Psalm 78. And you will discover as you get there, that is the second longest psalm in the Bible. It's filled with great principles. I'm only going to do eight verses today. These eight verses talk about these things. They talk about Passing on God's principle to the next generation so they can do life right. Now, as they do that, you're going to see some amazing things from these principles. Now, we begin. Psalm 78, verse 1. Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I'm saying. For I will speak to you in a parable... I will teach you hidden lessons from the past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. So this week and next week, I'm going to give you a bunch of principles to begin talking about. So here's the first one. Principle number one. Parents are to pass on the principles from the word of God. From the word of God the writer challenges the parents to listen to God's instructions and God's warnings to listen to God's instructions and God's warnings now look at me let me give you an illustration if you're going to teach your child how to ride a bike you not only give them instructions how to get on how to balance get your helmet on do all those things get riding a bike You'd only do that and then just say, here's the instructions, here's the ride, have a nice life. And the next thing you hear is, bang. And your child went right out in the street. And you have to take the child to the hospital, they got a broken leg. Fortunate they weren't killed. What happened? Well, you gave them instruction, but you gave them no warnings. See, parenting always includes instructions and warnings. My background, as you know, is hospital pharmacy. Five years education, a year internship, doing all the pharmacy deal. What we would have to learn is this. There's a very narrow margin with medicines between health and death. If you measured something wrong, you probably would not cure the patient. You would kill the patient. So we had to learn both. Doctors have to do the same. In our lives, spiritually, there is always going to be God's instructions and God's warnings. It's necessary in all of our lives. Now, why do I say principles from the Word of God? There's nothing more important than parents knowing the Word of God and teaching these principles to their children. Now, why do I say there's nothing more important? Latest book from George Barna called Cast. Here's what he says. America is filled with people who are do-it-yourselfers when it comes to religion. Either making up God as they go along or dropping traditional beliefs and practices like going to church. Barna tells the USA Today, listen. People say, I believe in God. I believe the Bible is a good book. And then I'll simply believe whatever I want. That is the philosophy of today. You go to people and you say, what do you think about God? Oh, I believe in God. What do you think about the Bible? That's a pretty good book. Well, how do you live? Well, I I do a little of God and a little of the Bible and then I just do my own deal over here. Whatever I want. Well, wait a minute. That isn't right. You see, if parents don't know the word of God, they don't know the truth. Understand, only the Bible gives us answers to life. Only the principles of the Bible never change. It doesn't matter whether it's 6,000 years ago or 20,000 years in the future if God doesn't come back. These verses that you and I are reading this morning are all in the Bible, and they're living principles from an all-knowing God. I want to say this to you, and I want to challenge you. I know that these principles work because God gave them to us. If you and I will follow them, these principles will work in your home. And by the way, some of you, as I go through this, you're going to feel condemned. Don't feel condemned. I already told you there's no perfect parents. You'll know that. It's never too late to start doing right. Now, here's the problem. If I have to teach the principles from the word of God to my children, what's the first premise I know? If I'm going to teach my child how to ride a bike, what has to happen? I have to know how to ride a bike. So what about the word of God? If I present the word of God to you as where the principles come from, where the principles come from, what happens with that? Well, that means that the parent would have to know the scriptures. But what if, what if you as a parent, after you leave our church services, and I'm glad you're here, what if you never open this until you come back to church again two, three, four weeks from now? And your teenage son or daughter are watching you. What are you saying to them? Ah, it's not important. And then when they leave the church, and drop out from God, you go, well, what's wrong? We raised you to love God. But there was no love for God's word. I can't change that for you. But you can. You see, the only way to raise children is here. The only way to do life is here. And if the only contact you have with the word of God is when you come in this church, grab one from the, from the back or raise your hand, I'm glad you have a Bible. Don't get me wrong. But if that's the only time you touch it in a week, It speaks volumes to your kids. You need to understand the power of the word of God. Now, second thing I want you to write is this. How do we begin to pass these principles along? Because I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to be understanding as I hear the word of God. That's why we teach you.
0: In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about how discipleship works. It works by our finding a godly example and then patterning our lives after theirs. As scary though it may appear, we are then to become someone to be emulated. We are reminded that all of this happens by the power of God and that through it all we are strengthened and the body of Christ is made more perfect.
1: Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page.
0: Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching called Role Models. We'll be reminded of the job parents have to pass on what they know about God to their children. This, of course, requires that the parent first know God. We'll be told about Paul's disciple Timothy and how his mother and grandmother provided godly examples for him which encouraged him to follow them in their faith. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry